1: Welcome back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Inductee Spotlight Show. This segment is presented by David Adams, your ultimate Buffalo fan store. Now, from time to time, actually quite often, uh, there are um, members who are inducted posthumously. And one of those happening this year is Cora Livingston. And we have John Boutte a Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame board member, joining us right now to tell us about Cora, who is part of the Class of 2022. John, it is Howard Simon. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm fine, Howard. How are you? Doing well. Thank you very much for coming on with us this morning. And we're going back a ways, too. That's the other thing I find cool, John, about the Hall. Not only that it honors people who are Long since gone, but also had their achievements a long time ago. And I think that's really cool. So let's start with Cora Livingston. Tell everybody, who is Cora Livingston? Well, like you said, Howard, we like
0: to go back and make sure that we celebrate athletes and sports from all eras. And uh, we go way back with this one with Cora Livingston, who I would imagine most people have never heard of. Uh, But she's a pioneer in her sport, and uh, she was the very first women's wrestling champion of the world, born right here in Buffalo, New York.
1: Now, we're talking she wrestled, by the way, after the uh, turn of the century, the previous turn of the century, not this one. So the early 1900s. So how, who, how did you even get a heads up on Cora Livingston to begin the process, which we'll talk about as well, to begin the process of the research?
0: Well, we have a great committee that uh, researches athletes from uh, far back. And Ron Carr, who is our uh, committee chairman, uh, heads that committee. And uh, we really do a lot of research to try to find people like Cora that have maybe slipped through the cracks that no one has heard of. Cora has an interesting story. Mm -hmm. um, The way that we found her, Uh, as you know, Howard, I I love sports history, especially from uh, back in that era. And oftentimes I'll find uh, old scrapbooks. People have put together old scrapbooks of people uh, from that era. And uh, one night I was just sitting here on the couch and I was I was reading these old scrapbooks, and the story uh, popped out at me about Cora. And I, I have to be honest with you, I've never heard of her. And it was a wonderful story about uh, about her winning that first women's championship wrestling belt in uh, in 1910. And I was intrigued, and we did a lot of research on her and uh, found some interesting interesting facts about her. She, uh, she was born in 1887 right here in Buffalo. Uh, unfortunately, her parents died when she was very young, and she was placed in an orphanage. Uh, she was raised by Catholic nuns, actually, and uh, ran away at 16, joined the circus. She learned to wrestle and uh And from that point on she uh she had a great career in wrestling it's it's a It's an amazing story that that none of us on the board have ever heard of.
1: Yeah, it sounds like John just because I didn't know anything about her either, and it's really hard like to do a, a Google search whatever, and find information about her. But it sounds like in what I read from what you put together that she really was a trailblazer for women's wrestling.
0: Yeah, a true pioneer in the sport uh as you know wrestling today does not really resemble mm-hmm. wrestling of the past
1: right it's more
0: entertainment now but back in that in that period wrestling was was considered as important as, as uh, boxing was and uh it, as, as a trailblazer she really has uh been really responsible for for uh women's wrestling right up until today and uh, it's an interesting story and we're really really happy doing doctor this year
1: yeah this is the kind of wrestling where you don't know how the match is going to end before you go into the ring uh so that's there's a little suspense involved (laughs) so how how like i said i so i got your bio and then i did a search i just typed in her name and i tried to find stuff it was really hard to find so what kind of challenges were there when you started researching cora
0: yeah we have to oftentimes go to old newspapers uh, sometimes we have to go to Buffalo State, look through their archives, mm-hmm. which is all on microfiche. So we really do put our time in to try to find uh, as much ab- about our athletes and our inductees as possible. And uh, it, it's like I said, it's an interesting story. She she won the belt in 1910, the very first uh, wrestling belt for women, when she defeated Laura Bennett in Kansas City. And amazingly, she held that belt right up until 1923. Uh, when she lost it on Thanksgiving Day uh, to Virginia Mercero, who, by the way, two years later, she regained the belt beating Mercero and held it until her retirement, until 1935. So for basically the first 25 years of the sport, uh, she was the Hulk Hogan, uh, so to speak, of women's wrestling.
1: And she wrestled here at time, right? Or at least some of her matches were in Buffalo, right?
0: Yeah, her first match actually was at the Lafayette uh, Theater in Buffalo. Uh, so, uh, Buffalo was a hotbed for, for wrestling, I, I believe. And, uh, mm. it's, uh, it's amazing that, uh, all these years that no one's ever really heard of her. And, uh, we're just proud to be able to induct her this year.
1: Now. So I, I read the, as I said, I went through the bio, she goes on after wrestling, she retires and, uh, she gives back to the sport. She ends up training wrestlers passed away. I want to say, I think it was like the late 1950s in Boston. Are there no living descendants at all that you could find?
0: No, and we did an exhaustive search. Uh, she married a man called Paul Bowser, who went on to be one of the most famous wrestling promoters in the sport. And, uh, and they ended up moving to Boston, and they continued to promote and uh, wrestling. And right up until she passed away in 1957, uh, had no children. And uh, like I said, her parents died when she was very young. Yeah. We couldn't find anyone that, uh, that could claim uh, Cora. And it's really kind of sad. But uh, we're happy, like I said, just to, to be able to find athletes like this that, uh, that no one knows about. We have a, a long history of, of finding these people from way back, uh, all the way back to Lewis Deerfoot Bennett, who was a, a Native American long-distance runner back in the 1800s, to Pud Galvin, mm-hmm. uh, James and Will White, who were you know, pioneers in, in baseball, and, and, and they're inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame. So uh, we go way back. Yeah. Uh, we make sure we celebrate everybody that we can, and uh, this was a very interesting story. And we're like I said, we're really really thrilled to be able to do this.
1: I think that's one of the cool things about the Hall. And John, I mean, I know, um, I mean, I know about the Bills, I know about the Sabers, I know about the Braves, I know about the Bison's little three, big four. I have a basic understanding of of a lot of the sports history here in Buffalo. But two years ago, we did the show. You know, we were in the pandemic, so you guys couldn't do your dinner. So we did these shows, and it was the, the entire class was all posthumously inducted. And it was eye-opening to me to find out, kind of like Chorus Story, right? I, I apologize because I don't remember the exact names, but there's someone who was an Olympian gold medal winner in like the early 1900s. There were guys who, yeah. pl- who were in Major League Baseball for Buffalo in the late 1800s. And I thought, I think it's really interesting that it, it brings to light a, a deep history of sports in western New York.
0: No no question. And we have a deep history of, not like you said, not only baseball and basketball, football, hockey, but uh, the, the man you mentioned, Adam Beattie-Gunn, who was uh, voted America's greatest athlete in 1902. I mean, imagine that, right from Buffalo, New York, yeah. uh, being the greatest athlete in the country. Uh, look at someone like Dr. Will Morgan, who invented the game of volleyball, hmm. you know, right here from Lockport. It's, it's, it's truly an, an amazing story to be able to find these people that had such an impact on sports and sports uh, history.
1: Yeah, and we're going to talk to, uh, uh, we're going to highlight amateur sports as well with the Development Fund, but also I think what's really nice is the Hall uh, certainly honors people, not just professional athletes, professional coaches, but we mentioned Olympians, amateurs. Uh, we had Emily Regan on the show. She's going in the class this year for her Olympic success uh, and, you know, team of distinction. It's the Sweet Home Volleyball team, the, the dominant teams they had under Sally Cook. so I think that's important. For, I'm sure the Hall believes that's important as well.
0: Oh, sure. No question. We have uh, archers in our Hall of Fame. We have horseshoe throwers in our Hall of Fame. Uh, We have billiard players. And this year we have a fisherman for the first time going in our Hall of Fame. Yep, Uh, Jim Hanley. I mean, it's just uh, we celebrate all sports, not just the big four.
1: Well, John, thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for giving us Cora's Story. We appreciate all the information this morning and enjoy the dinner. Thank you, Howard. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you, too, John. John Butte, joining us, uh, member of the board, the uh, Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. So I mentioned the auction, gbshof.com. It's where you want to go, and I am on the auction page right now. There are some – I can't tell you everything they have because there's a lot of stuff, so I'll give you some of the highlights, but there are there's something for everybody at the auction page. Um, autographed items, gift certificates, jerseys, Today's auction highlights include, there are two, I still, I love this one, this is two club level tickets to any NFL or NBA regular season game with a one night stay, fans of Christian Leitner and or Duke, uh, a Christian Leitner hand signed Duke basketball jersey, there is a Bison's Family Fun Package, if you love golf, there is a foursome of golf available at the auction, uh, uh, River Oaks Golf Club. And at the uh, links at Ivy Ridge. So go to GBSHOF.com to get in on the auction. The bidding uh, will run until November 9th. Now, the auction helps support a very important fund called the Amateur Sports Development Fund. And we're going to learn more about that when we get back the significance of it and how many organizations it has helped over the years. We're going to cover that in the second quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee Spotlight Show. It is presented by David Adams and Key Bank. Jay Josker will represent the Amateur Sports Development Fund when we get back. Listen to every MLB game
0: live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run leader.